This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Three, Purgatory. Chapter Six. Back in the living room, Assam lay asleep on the floor, surrounded by cats. Looks like someone is tie tie the shaggy man said to G from the archway. I'll just go toss these out, he said quietly, hefting the bowl of fish bones in his hand, and then we'll get your sleeping arrangements sorted out. Hey, G nodded. The shaggy man went to the wall and drew a quick door with his pencil. He turned the knob and went out. Picking her way through the sleeping cats, G went to look out the window. She was surprised to see that everything outside had changed. Gone was the barren landscape and starless sky. Instead, she found herself gazing out on a peaceful summer evening. There was a broad expanse of lawn bordered by tall trees. Fireflies danced across the air, reflecting and redoubling the stars above. The moon shone brightly, a sliver of light so thin it was little more than a split in the sky. How long has it been, she thought, since I saw the moon? How much longer will it be? She watched the fireflies, more thoughtful than she had been in a long, long while. There was a sound behind her, and she turned in time to see the shaggy man let himself back in. He shut the door quickly and ran the flat of his hand around the door frame blurring the pencil-drawn lines to nothing more than a smudge. He stepped back and pulled a rag from his pocket to wipe his hand. All's well in here? he asked, a little out of breath. What's wrong? He grimaced at the mess on his handkerchief, inspected his hand. It was black as though charred. Met a friend of yours out there, he grunted. Little fella. Bad skin? He's not my friend, G said. Didn't think so, he replied. Said he was, but he didn't seem like the type. The type to be my friend? The type to have a friend. Yeah, she agreed. He isn't. He scrubbed his hand again. As I said. So I declined his invitation to join us. He seemed a bit annoyed with me, but I'm not interested in having that sort in my house. What sort? He made a face. Nasty and mean. A low sort of child. Diseased, spoiled, neglected by time. A rotten, spoiled piece of fruit. The sort of thing you wouldn't want to touch, even to throw out. G thought of Edgar's rotten pumpkin face and nodded. I didn't see you out there. The shaggy man came and looked out at the darkness and fireflies with her. One of the cats at his feet meowed and he picked it up, scratching it absently behind its ears. No, he said at last. You wouldn't. It's been a long time since I walked there under those stars. That's a view from a long, long time ago. 
from the real elephant house. But I guess I do miss it a little bit more than I let on, he said with a wry smile. I can draw my windows to see whatever I want. Really? More or less. How does it work? He pulled the stub of pencil from his pocket and held it up. Well, this end here, the pointy end, has lead in it, and you can press it against things to make a line. Come on, she said. How does it work? He shrugged. I have no idea. G turned back to look out the window. Would you like to try one? He asked the girl. After a long moment, she looked up at him and nodded. He led her over to one of the walls where a picture hung in a frame. No, she corrected herself. It wasn't hung on the wall. It was drawn on the wall. Even the frame had been sketched in painstaking detail. The picture showed an odd collection of figures gathered in some kind of strange open house framed with drapes on either side. Inside there was a skeleton dancing with a woman, a devil poking up through a trap door, two angels floating overhead with cakes on platters, and there were, of course, cats everywhere, climbing the curtains, sleeping in the rafters. She moved closer, inspecting a man in a long fur coat hiding to one side, peeking out through the folds of the drapes. It's nice, she said. Did you draw it? The shaggy man nodded and, pulling his sleeve over his hand, proceeded to rub it away. What are you doing? We just need some space to work with. But your picture... She stared at the ugly smear on the wall in front of them. Oh, don't worry. I can always draw it again somewhere else. He looked at her, his arm posed over the already ruined image. Okay. After a long moment, she nodded agreement. It didn't take him long to clear the wall. Once he was finished, he handed the pencil to her. She took it cautiously. What am I supposed to do? Draw a window he told her. How? He sighed. No, I already got a chance to do that joke. You know how to draw a square, right? She nodded. Well, that's all a window is. G raised the pencil to the wall and hesitated. How big should I make it? He shook his head. I've no idea. It's your damn window, not mine. What do you want to look at? She thought for a moment. My dad. Well then, he stepped back to give her room. She reached up, drawing a smallish sort of square on the wall, not too big. Now what? She handed the pencil back to him. See for yourself, he said, nodding at the window. G stepped forward cautiously and looked through. Oh, she said. Her father was there. He was sitting in a small chair, head tilted to one side, fast asleep. The room he was in was small, 
with plastic chairs lining the walls. There was a stack of magazines on a low table in one corner and a potted plant in the other. It looked like a dentist's office. Where is he? The shaggy man peeked in over her shoulder. Uh, hospital, he said. That's the classic waiting room decor, unchanged since 1961. Her father looked like a pile of old laundry someone had dumped into a chair. He hadn't shaved, she noticed, and his hair had that wild look that he got whenever he stayed up too late to write into the night running his fingers through his hair as though the lines and rhymes he was searching for were lost in the thick, dark tangle. He looks so sad, she tapped the picture. Inside, beyond, her father stirred. Did you see that? She lifted her hand to knock, louder this time, but the shaggy man grabbed her wrist. Don't. Let me go. She jerked her hand away. Why not? Think on this. If he looks up and sees you staring at him from the window of a waiting room, what do you think he'll do? I don't know. He'll think he's going crazy. Worse yet, he might just go crazy. No, he won't. I'm his daughter. That's right. And if he sees you staring out from him at the wall, he'll think you're dead. A ghost come to visit him. She thought about this for a moment. Then she nodded. Okay. You can erase it now. Once the wall was clear, G said, Wait, I'm not done yet. I want to see my mom. She held out her hand for the pencil. The man hesitated. Please. He gave it to her. She drew a bigger square this time, wider. At first, all she could see within was darkness. Then her mother's face slowly appeared, staring back at her. As she watched, her mother's face twisted. There was a flash of white light, and she screamed, her mouth a silent chasm of horror. Mom! G reached for the window, but the shaggy man leapt forward and wiped it away with a few sweeps of his arm. He turned to find the girl huddled, weeping, against her brother. Assam was staring up at him with absolute hatred in his eyes. What did you do to her? G answered, forcing the words out in breathless spaces between her sobs. It wasn't him... He didn't do anything. It was my fault. What happened? Assam asked, his doubtful eyes still fixed on the shaggy man. I wanted to see Mom, and... Oh, it was horrible. You saw Mom? Where? She pointed to the dark smudge on the wall where the window had been. There... I drew a window and looked through. What did you see? I saw her in the car. I saw the crash. I saw her reach back for us, and then it was light, and she screamed. She broke down once more. It's okay, Assam said. 
Don't worry. It's all over. It was just a memory. The shaggy man cleared his throat. And he said, I'm sorry to butt in, but I don't think that's the case. Assam, still angry, nodded curtly at the man. It was. I was there the first time. We both were, G added. The shaggy man nodded without agreeing. Well, be that as it may, I'm simply pointing out that these things don't work that way. What things? Windows. My windows. He gestured to the wall. What were you thinking when you drew the window? Did you want to see your mother, or did you want to see the past? She said, I wanted to see my mother. He nodded. Then that's what you saw. Your mother. Now, at this moment. Not from the past. Don't listen to him, Assam said to her. I believe you. I believe her too, boy, the shaggy man said gently. I'm just trying to help you make sense of what she saw. Fine. Thanks for all your help. The boy's sarcasm wasn't lost on the shaggy man. He seemed about to answer and they decided against it. Well, I suppose I should get things situated for bedtime. Excuse me. He turned back to the wall, sketched a quick door, and walked through. I know what I saw. She said quietly after the man had gone. I believe you. Don't worry. We'll find her. Do you? She stopped. What? Do you think? She started again and stopped. What will we do when we find her? I don't know get back home somehow. How? We got here, he said matter-of-factly. We can get back. What if we don't find her? We will. We're close. I can feel it. She shook her head. No. What if we don't find her in time? In time for what? What if we find her, but she's dead? Don't talk like that, he said. That can't happen. But what if it does? If it does, Assam replied. If it does, we'll just have to figure something out. What does that mean? Well, if she's... What if we're dead? We're not. How do you know? How do I know? Yes. Well, for starters, he glanced at the obvious all around them. G held up her hand. No, we might have died days ago. This might be all there is. There might not be anything else. She clenched her fists in frustration. Mom might be dead. We might be dead. No. She looked around the room. This is where we're at, and this is where we'll stay. 
We're not dead, Assam said. Do you think we're dead? She shook her head. No, not really. I'm just wondering. But if we are, this isn't so bad a place to be. It's dangerous. And the real world's not. He didn't have an answer for that. We've made a new friend. We could even stop. Her brother was very serious now. He put his hands on her shoulders, squeezing them tightly. Don't finish that sentence. Don't give up. We're not dead. We are not dead. We're not staying here. We're not stuck here. You're not stuck here. I don't care how interesting it is. I don't care how fascinated you are with that queen of yours. We can't stay here. We don't belong here. I belong here, his sister did not say. You don't, he said. You really don't. You belong alive and awake and riding your bike down the middle of the street with the sunlight on your face. Gee, didn't say anything. There was a sound behind them, and they turned to see the shaggy man poking his head through the newly made door. Your beds are ready, he said. They stood up, and he opened the door for them. One by one, they went through. You have been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. These rights are asserted in direct opposition to all Creative Commons licensing standards and practices. Even listening to this damn thing is probably illegal. In fact, you should stop right now, just in case the feds are closing in on you. I'd wipe your hard drive, too, just to be safe. You don't want them to find all those Lipstick Jungle episodes you downloaded from BitTorrent, do you? Wait, did you hear that? Just outside the window? 
I think it's one of their robotic hounds. The new models have night vision now, you know. And they see everything. Oh my god. I think... I think they might already be in the house. <laughs>